Hi, and welcome to Journeys to Belonging podcast with host Dr. Eileen Winokur, featuring awesome educators and leaders who share their journeys, advice, and personal stories about feeling a sense of belonging. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. My guest on today's podcast episode is Evo Hannon. I started following Evo on social media for several reasons, including his innovative mindset towards education and his passion for bringing to get educators together from around the world to connect with each other and have thought-provoking conversations that make a difference. I'm looking forward to another one of those thought-provoking sessions today. Evo, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate you inviting me to your podcast, Eileen. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, especially now that we're finally connected. And I can see, of course, my audience can until I decide to put the videos up. But uh, (laughs) they're just listening right now. But it's just so nice to finally have connected. We've been trying to do this for quite a while. And we'll get into some of the things that you're doing, but you're just so busy. It's, it's hard to catch you. So, um, so welcome. I didn't really say much about what you're doing, what you have been doing. Um, so please share with our listeners uh, about you, about you. Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, I mean, how long, how long have we been connected for? Do you remember when we, we, when we first connected on, on Twitter? Oh gosh, it's at least two years, maybe more than that. I'm thinking it's more than that. Yeah, was it was it mate? Was it through Bronwyn or was it before Bronwyn? Um, it was it was probably through Bronwyn mm. and maybe even Barbara Bray. Barbara Bray, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And just all the things that you were doing, I probably picked up from someone about uh one of the things that you were doing uh i know student agency i think that Mm. came through barbara and perhaps the the other things came through bronwyn and of course we weren't too far from each other when you were in dubai and i was in kuwait so we were sort of located in the same general area and that always interests me too yeah yeah no it's a great i mean i know i've moved back to the uk recently but i do yeah i do definitely miss the middle east mm-hmm. well hopefully you're getting back there soon so yeah um, yeah so so um, tell us about you well so my name's evo and i'm i have been an educator for 20 years i primarily graduated in product design into in the year 2000 uh, there weren't a lot of jobs around in design at the time so I basically jumped straight into a, a postgraduate uh, certificate of education in design and technology. I taught um, on the Wirral, which is where I was uh, brought up in the northwest of England for six years. And then I took a big leap to teach abroad. Um, and I managed to be fortunate to get a, a post in an mm-hmm. international school in Dubai. I taught at the first international school, Deira International School, a great school 
in mm -hmm. Festival City near the airport for nine years. That was the first time I also became a head of department, I had a faculty, nice. I had a bit of a taste of leadership then. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I started to discover this pattern of innovation in education, started to speak about it and, and mm -hmm. be, I got, I was again, very fortunate to be featured in a few publications and, and bits and pieces. And that led me to get my next post, which was at a GEMS school, GEMS International School in 2016, to lead mm -hmm. innovation across the school and teach design MYP and DP. Um, and then a few years later, I was given an opportunity to lead the same thing in uh, Dwight School, Dubai, which I taught and led and, and did bits and pieces mm -hmm. for for three years before sadly leaving um, this summer, July 2021, to um, fly solo and, and, and try <laughs> to step out of the classroom. Something completely new. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I've returned back to the UK and I have two mm -hmm. children, Zach and Zara. Um, and um, well, yeah, I have started my own. With my experience in education, I started mm -hmm. my own company to essentially help um, schools, teachers, leaders, education partners to embrace innovation, big thinking, change, and to connect. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting how your path led you. <clears throat> the fact that you weren't able to find a job in the field that you originally thought you were going to find a job in, but you ended up finding a job in that, it just happens to be connected to education. Mm -hmm. I think it's so wonderful because a lot of times we have educators coming through the system and they happen to be natural innovators or they sort of learn that design thinking or, or, or acquire that design thinking process along the way, but you were really immersed in it with your degree. So that's, I'm really excited to, to sort of see how that's woven into everything that you've been doing in more detail. So Evo, the first thing I always ask my guests is, if I say the word belonging or feeling a sense of belonging, what's the first thing that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is, is my family, really. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I think no matter what situation I'm in and, and, and where I am in my life or right. in, you know, my mental state, mm -hmm. they just bring me back. They just center me, my kids, mm -hmm. my wife, I just get centered straight away. Like, and all of a sudden it's, it's like I'm back home again, mm -hmm. you know? So it doesn't um, matter where you are. No, it doesn't matter where I am. And, 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 and funnily enough, even though I'm native from Merseyside, I've moved back to the southeast of England, to, to West Sussex, and I've never lived in West Sussex. Oh, wow. And, and, and I've never known, not only have I never lived in West Sussex, I've never really visited the town that I currently live in. It's not even a, a town I've, I've got experience of. Mm. Um, but my kids are here, and that familiarity makes mm -hmm. me feel like at home 
even though really it's about as unfamiliar as any other part of the country really it's uh, yes. it's very different to liverpool you know my home city so um so yeah and, I, and i've settled very well and, and and they're a big part of that um 100 mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i love that because i think that it's so important for us to be able to to have those relationships and that connection that grounds us and centers us and yeah. makes us feel like we're at home and it's it's really true so it doesn't matter where you are in the world uh it matters who you're with and how you feel about those relationships of those people that you're with so so yeah i i really love that i want to now get into all of the things that you've been you've been doing so your experience in the classroom and with your own two children uh, has guided your need to find ways to develop education and make changes that matter, and also your background in innovation, um, meaning they positively affect teaching and learning, which means they affect teachers and learners. How did that get started? I would love to hear about that beginning part of your journey. How did that start coming together? Um, so I've never really been a teacher that plays by the book (laughs) (laughs) that's probably another reason why we connected Evo (laughs) (laughs) because um I I just as as a as a youngster being Mm -hmm. creative is always where I where I belonged where I felt comfortable but as I was growing up you were essentially told that if you're academic you'll you'll be successful in life Mm-hmm. And if you're anybody else, you, you kind of go to another part of the, the world where nobody really focuses on, but you'll yeah. kind of mosey on through and you'll be okay. But in my yeah. mind, I always had this understanding that surely creating your own knowledge, your own mm-hmm. ideas is more important than being able to regurgitate somebody else's mm-hmm. but it, it just i couldn't translate that i couldn't translate that to somebody so when the khda the um the dubai education authority um put a a really big emphasis on um innovation and education around mm-hmm. 2013 14 all of a sudden I was like, yes, here we go. Now, for the first time, somebody has recognized that being forward thinking Mm -hmm. and learning to solve problems and creating new ideas has an importance in society. Mm -hmm. And, And from there, it just, uh, I, and uh, I think that's where, uh, before we started the podcast, we were having right. a quick chat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I can confidently say my experience mm-hmm. in Dubai has literally changed my life. Because without that, I think I would still have this opinion that, yeah, I think this of, of creativity mm-hmm. and innovation, but nobody else does. So I need to keep my mouth shut. Um, um, yeah, but I kind of 
didn't have to do that in Dubai. And then I was in a city where everything was big thinking. Yeah, so it's true. Everything even, is just big. <laughs> everything's big, exactly. And so whether whether they promoted it as heavily as they did or if they didn't, the word innovation is almost on every single billboard in Dubai. Like it is everywhere. Right. But it's everywhere by purpose. Mm-hmm not because they're trying to market something that is a fad Mm -hmm. you know there's a nation the UAE is a nation that has moved forward drastically in the last 25 years Dubai as a city wasn't even I don't even think people knew where it was 15 years ago (laughs) you know 15 years ago where it was yeah you're right you know 15 Mm -hmm. years ago now some of the biggest people, some of the most famous people in the world mm-hmm. go on holiday in Dubai. Right. You know, and I mean, talk about a shift in the way that people think. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a radical change in an, in an already established world. Mm-hmm. You know, the leisure and tourism world is already established. Right. People visit Europe. People visit mm-hmm. the UK. People visit New York. People mm-hmm. visit San Francisco, California. Sydney, Australia. Dubai was never anywhere. The Middle East was never anywhere on anybody's radar to visit. Right. Now people go, some people go there two, three times a year. So mm-hmm. could you could I soak that in? Could I soak that philosophy in as a person? And that's kind mm. of what I did. And 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 I've come out the other side um really blowing a loud whistle. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> basically uh yeah. i love it yeah yeah and that's that's just so important that you you weren't a passive passive observer of all of that happening that it aligned with your thinking but not only just aligned with your thinking but supported your thinking and so you were able to do things that perhaps and were encouraged to do things that perhaps you ha- wouldn't have been if you had been in a different environment, which is, which is really, really interesting. So I, I wanna ask you about some of the different projects that you got into, uh, that you created actually. So one of the ideas you had was the agency project. I'd love for you to tell our listeners what agency means to you because I think it's a highly misunderstood word. It's, an, you know, it's sort of a, one of those, education buzzwords Mm. um so i'd love to know from your point of view since it's something really important to you what agency means to you and why is it important and then to tell our you know in relation to that what is the agency project so um the first time i heard about the term student agency was it was when i was in new york in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it i just heard people mention agency or are you doing this are you promoting it and and i just i didn't really know what it meant i was like this sounds cool but i don't know what people are talking (laughs) about um and uh and so i i stayed within the loop of conversations Mm -hmm. Uh, when I returned back to Dubai and, and I, I stayed in touch with, with the, the PLN, the crazy PLN um, right. and a bunch of the guys in, in, in America that I managed to meet. 
um, on my trip. And, um, and it, it, similar to what I think you'd mentioned before, I started to slowly realize mm-hmm. that agency was something I was promoting, but, but I just wasn't calling it agency. Okay. So allowing students to process a project or a question based on their own desires, based mm-hmm. on their own roadmap. Right. That was something, as a design technology teacher, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You set a brief and the kids, they come up with their own project. We just right. didn't call it agency. We just called it a project. We said, right. you know, this is your choice. This is a choice. You get to choose. Mm-hmm. Right. So as soon as I understood it, it had a fancy name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just thought this is cool. Yeah. This yes, is something that yes. I kind of. I kind now of, I have something to t- to call it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got something to call it, and 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 then I started to dig a bit deeper into mm-hmm. how how were teachers using agency to benefit students, and and I think what I found was many teachers felt that by um, giving too much movement within agency Mm -hmm. would take away their ability to teach or would Mm. take away their ability to assess because it's not, it doesn't fit within a a fixed rubric or whatever. Now, as you know, as an IB teacher, which is, which is what Mm -hmm. I've been for the past 14 years, Right. Um, student agencies part and parcel of, of yes. what they promote um, mm-hmm. so I started to dig a bit deeper and I thought mm-hmm. again from a practical sense of a, as a design person first um, I was like how do I create something mm-hmm. that helps teachers maybe right. um, pick up agency easier without necessarily mm-hmm. feeling like it's threatening or uh, ambiguous to them because it was okay. ambiguous to me when mm. I first started so I created mm-hmm. this this project I launched it on the 6th of November on Twitter through a series of, of one minute these are like black and white one minute videos and uh-huh. um, I got a team together to support uh, the idea who are all big on agency which included mm-hmm. Barbara Bray and um, right. Vernon Wright Chris Quinn um, and um, we, we launched this idea called Agents for Agency. And it ran under an acronym, uh, the AGENT acronym, which uh, A stood for teachers who are um, active in the mm-hmm. development. Um, G stood for teachers who openly are willing to learn about Generation Z students and nice. their needs. Um, E stood for every child, which is, I think, part and parcel of learning anyway. Sure. Um, N stood for new and innovative ideas. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to bring new and innovative ideas to the table and allowing students to also do that. Right. And then the T, which is the cornerstone of, of being an agent for agency, is trust. So you yeah. can't really promote agency if you don't develop trusting meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. with your agents because Mm -hmm. with that trust comes the element of the teacher feeling more Mm -hmm. secure in in where the the students are going with their with their journeys so um 
I had to pause it because of COVID. Unfortunately, there was a big yes. I, know. I know you had think yeah. you had actually speaking gigs. Yeah, scheduled well, we had workshops. And... Yeah, yes. it was workshops. We had one in Manhattan. Oh, wow. One in Houston. One in San Francisco with Barbara mm-hmm. Bray. Um, and then one with um, was organized around Shay and Pav in um, near, near Toronto in the Toronto area. So oh, wow. um, and then we had to yeah pause it because of covid they they um with the pandemic they obviously stopped stopped flights and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of been sat there and with the new company innovation x it it gives me opportunities to launch Mm -hmm. uh, and in this case relaunch an idea right with intent so uh yeah you know um keep your eyes peeled because at some point um there will be a, a new kind of revolution of, of agents mm-hmm. for agency coming up. Oh, I'm excited. Yes, because I had signed up for that and I was so disappointed that we had to put it on hold, but we were disappointed about a lot of things. So I, I'm glad, <laughs> glad to hear that you've just put it on the back burner and it's and it's on low heat right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another uh, innovation that you started was ed talks live which i participated in and i attended quite a few times um what was it has it continued what were its goals and uh did those did it you know motivate you or or help you on your journey to becoming an entrepreneur um so funnily enough ed talks live was born from me having to not go to the states for the agency um sessions because of so i'm not sure if you're aware of this but it was in response to me not being able to go to the states i produced something that was online which became ed talks live and so the very first ed talks live um which was promoting educational conversations very similar to what we were going to be doing with the agency sessions mm-hmm. uh, was was on the same date as the first agency session in Manhattan. Oh, so the right. First, I do yeah, remember that now. Yeah. The first agency session was meant to be mm-hmm. uh, the 28th of March, 2020. So I stuck to that date and that was the very first Ed Talks Live. Okay. Um, so what started is really a response to... Mm-hmm. Um, a response to a situation that I had no control over essentially turned it into its own show um, <laughs> and and the second season so the first season was almost one-to-one with with, mm-hmm. with educators in in some regard the second season I introduced this staff room where there was a group of teachers behind right. the scenes who were adding opinions and we had a quiz and Add a bit of that fun element to things, which I always yes. like. Everybody um, needed that last year. That's for sure. <laughs> and then um, once the house is renovated, which will be hopefully in the next six months, um, I'm hoping that um, I can have the third season. Season. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm excited. I was. <laughs> I was worried that. 
that with this transition, it might stop, but it sounds like it fits into everything you're doing. So your, your sort of your journey started and it's still continuing. All of those pieces will eventually have places in, mm. in the bigger picture. Um, yeah. I, I want to also just, you know, we, of course the show is about belonging, but, but it's about so much more than that because I love highlighting the, the, the people who are on it, my guests and all the wonderful things that they're doing so that everybody knows about it. But a big part, and we were talking briefly before I started recording, a big part of what you do that I admire so much, and it's, it comes to you, it seems to me easily, but you can tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is the whole idea of networking and being able to create these networks, uh, PLNs, uh, people who connect to each other. You've connected me to people that I was never connected with before, including Naomi Toland and others. So if you're looking at networking, how important is that to you? I think I know the answer, but how important that is to you? And have you always been doing it? Does it come easy to you? And where, what part does it play in, in your life? So I'm very fortunate mm -hmm. as, a, as a person because I like people. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, like, a good thing. I genuinely like people mm -hmm. I thought this was something that was natural but apparently my friends told me that it wasn't um I like connecting with people I like right. listening to people mm -hmm. understanding learning um the importance of, of networking I I didn't fully understand until um mental health awareness became on on people's radar so when people started to talk about mental health mental health awareness mm -hmm. um sometimes people feeling lack of direction um mm -hmm. lack of focus uh, lost i can right. i can kind of compare that to, to to the situations i put myself in mm -hmm. and wondered why I didn't necessarily suffer as much. And I think it's because I, I'm almost constantly surrounded by people. I'm mm -hmm. almost constantly surrounded and connected with people. Right. And as a result, I kind of surf like through life mm -hmm. with others, you know, um, and my journey never, never, I never feel alone. Um, I love it. And a lot of that is to do with the connections I have and the, and the, the, the PLN mm -hmm. and, the, and the connections I've grown continue right. to inspire me to move forward and continue to inspire my journey. Um, I mean, you've mentioned Naomi Toland, for example, mm -hmm. who, if I look back, I've, I've probably only known, I say only, known Naomi for maybe 15 months, um, yeah. maybe 16 months, mm -hmm. yet I'd, con I'd definitely consider her one of my, one of my friends, one of my good friends. Um, right. We've never met in person. We, I know. I love that part of it. Yeah. Yes. You know, we, we, 
but pretty I mean we're literally on opposite sides of the world right now mm-hmm. she's in New Zealand I'm in the UK right but we stay in touch we're, we're, we're very regularly in touch with each other we zoom we chat ideas we support each other right and that's one example Eileen mm-hmm. of many many people um, right. who I'm very fortunate to have in my life who yeah you know let me kind of <laughs> have a rant with them every now and then and and um put up with my irritations and oh <laughs> and uh and yeah it's, none it's, of us is perfect <laughs> yeah um so a hundred percent it it has helped me to where I am today mm-hmm. um I, yes, I felt nervous stepping out of the classroom, but if I didn't have a support network, if I didn't have people around me saying, mm-hmm. you know, pushing me on to say, you got this, Evo. Yep, let's have a look at this. Let's have a close look at this. Wow. I actually did a soft launch of, of Vertigo in Dubai um, before I left Dubai. So before it was maybe two months, two or three months before I'd even launched um the the project i had a Uh soft launch in dubai with 12 of my best friends in uh, say la vie which is this great bar that looks over the burj khalifa um (laughs) and um and they were like yep let's have a look at this and so without without those that support network and Mm -hmm. without it being mutual the relationships are very mutual and that's another thing right i am I'm somebody who believes that relationships thrive where both people contribute mm-hmm. um, to them. Right. So I'm always going to be someone who is free at the other end of a line, whether mm-hmm. it's for you, Aline, or whether it's for Bronwyn on Australia, mm-hmm. or whether it's for you know Barbara Bray in San Francisco. At any point, I will be available because. I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that just like I sometimes need to talk mm-hmm. to someone and I need a bit of guidance and support, I also want to be there for other people. I think it's important that we support right. the fellow man. Um, and that's one of the ways, hopefully, we can help the world, you know, become a better place and hopefully um, absolutely yeah. achieve, achieve SDG goal for you know quality education for all and 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 all of them yes yeah but especially leading leading with that one yeah uh you know i have had a a few of my guests talk about the fact that belonging itself is has two sides and you've just Mm -hmm. mentioned it again you mentioned it in terms of relationships but we're talking about relationships and and healthy relationships and that sense of belonging that's exactly that. So you've not only found your sense of belonging with your family, which roots you and centers you, but you also have that professional belonging. Um, and some of it is also sort of overlaps with personal belonging, I imagine, with your mm-hmm. friendships. And all of that is just so important for not only grounding you, but giving you this sense that uh, it isn't a one-way street. I just don't take but I also give and I willingly give because I know that contributes to the strength of those relationships. And so I love the way you, 
you've explained that because it's how we all feel. It's how we'd all like to see our relationships, but they don't always turn out that way. Mm-hmm. But it, but it is because you do the hard work, and your your intention is is to have that relationship work because you are going to put in the hard work of of being there for others because others have been there. And it's it's not an exchange kind of thing where you know I give you, you give me, but yeah. it's this idea that if you need me, I'm. I'm here to help and I'm so grateful that you've been able to support me and help me and just take my ideas and, and make them even better. Um, what's, you know, that's, that's fantastic, especially in this world where people always feel they're in competition with each other. It's wonderful that you have the kind of trusting relationships so you can say, nope, they're really contributing because they wanna make me better and um, because they know that I would do the same for them. And, and that's really the, the bottom line of the, of the trust. So I'm really excited to hear more about Vertigo. So I know that some of it's not ready to be announced or whatever, but so tell us a little bit more about Vertigo and whatever you can share right now so that our listeners can look out for it uh, in the hopefully near future. Um, so, um, so the company, the, 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 the company I've set up is a big thinking company called Innovation X, which mm-hmm. essentially is, um, has been created for, to, it's, it's been created to support the education community okay. and from Innovation X will come small services. Um, mm-hmm. and those small services, uh, will be there to support schools and education partners and teachers and then long term people can contribute towards those services as well with their own expertise and and so on which is the cool thing again developing relationships um vertigo is the first service um and it is a social media agency for schools and education partners it primarily helps schools and education partners increase their engagement um, on social media, but also helps them to streamline in in various innovative ways Mm -hmm. to um, help systems become more effective, communication systems more effective, marketing, um, sharing stories. So it will uh, inevitably or eventually, should I say, Um, alleviate some of the pressures that some members in schools, leaders, teachers may feel by by streamlining it into into a singular, almost singular social media uh, storytelling process. Nice. Oh, I've got so many things going through my mind because that's exactly what I'm looking for. So hopefully you're willing also to take on other entrepreneurs because because you you hit yeah because you hit upon something really important if you want to do social media marketing and get your message out efficiently and well you really need to spend time at it Mm. and not everybody has the creative talent for it I mean Mm. that the kind of mind not that they're not creative but they don't sort of have have that ability to be able to pick up on what 
what you know that sort of user experience that ux yeah the ux yes. you've and really nailed also, it there yes and nailed also it. because uh educators have such limited time and we're not just talking you're not talking about individual educators necessarily you're talking about school systems you're talking mm -hmm. about um you know global trying to get the message out globally and really if we want to accomplish sdg4 and the others by 2030 we really need to get these messages out people need to understand and we need to be speaking the same language so uh, not to take your message away, but I, I love the idea and uh, I'm uh, counting on you to be successful. <laughs> no pressure, Evo. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because you can I, help me. Yeah, maybe, sure. Maybe you can contribute. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I'm always happy to. I've certainly learned a lot about just from lurking and just watching others who are very good at it um, and reading and things like that. But anyway, so I'm really excited about getting started, but that's only sort of the, the first edge of where you're headed. And there are so many other initiatives that I'm sure will pop up along the way. So Evo, I, I hate to, to stop because this has been just so wonderful finally <laughs> connecting with you. Is there anything else you wanted to tell our listeners or talk about before we finish up? Um, just if you're listening to this and you ever feel that you want to talk over an idea or you have a crazy idea um, and you don't have anyone to share it with, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm more than happy to discuss and um, have a chat about mm -hmm. pretty much anything in education, um, here to support people. And it's going to be a fairly tough term ahead of us, but good luck to everyone and and yeah i wish you all the best you're all doing a great job guys all yes doing a great job. that's terrific and you talked a little bit about staff room the idea of staff room and i know you have staff room sunday but what are other ways for people to be in contact with you uh how can people find you what are the best places to look for you um okay so um um I'm a big Twitter user, so you can find me on Twitter at Evo Hanan, E-V-O-H-A-N-N-A-N. -N -N. Um, you can jump into the Global Staff Room. Everyone's invited. Hashtag Global Staff Room Sunday. That always mm -hmm. kicks off on a Sunday, and it kind of almost goes through the week. <laughs> it enough. does. Um, yeah. There's also something I started on Monday called uh, Monday Motivators, which is to help kickstart people's week with positivity and connections mm -hmm. um again feel free to jump into that and mention some people who motivate you you okay. featured on that list a few times no doubt eileen um, i have for me because you do keep me motivated and focused um so thank you very much for that um thank you you can possibly visit my website evohanan.com there's a few bits on there if you want to know more about Vertigo, you can go onto the Instagram page, vertigo.socialmedia. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing, to working with schools and education partners on that. So um, feel free to reach out if you, if you want to find out more about how you can use social media more effectively to communicate um, within your school network. Um, 
Yeah, Ed Talks Live is on YouTube, right? So if you type in Ed Talks Live or Evo Hernan, that's there's a bunch of YouTube shows that are some of them are quite mm-hmm. uh, humorous. Um, yeah, there's uh, yeah bits and pieces kind of all over, over the place, right? Right, but it's, that's probably what one of the reasons <laughs> why you wanted to put Innovation X together because mm. as a design person, I think you know that it needs to be connected. Yes. So you'll get there. I'm sure. Yes. yes yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm excited to to you know to watch your journey because uh you know there's so many things that hopefully will be happening over the next year or so as you settle into your new life and and get the company going. So and hopefully the remodeling done in the house. Uh, Evo, this was just wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know how busy you are um, making the transition and with the kids and everything like that. So thank you for joining me today. No, absolutely. Eileen, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we finally managed to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're inspired by what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about belonging, check my website, Journeys to Belonging, that's Journeys number two belonging, dot webstarts.com. See you next week.